1: talkers. we are hanging out with Lori and Julia on this beautiful fall-like hump, hump, hump day. We've got a great show ahead, so sit back and enjoy.
2: Okay, so we've got the two musical ends of the spectrum right now. Yes, Just two do. short little stories for <laughs> you. Guys. Uh, uh, yesterday, Selena Gomez, um, I didn't even realize that she was having a documentary out, um, but it's called My Mind and Me, and it's going to be on um, Apple, Plus. Apple Plus November 14th. Mm-hmm. November 4th excuse me and Grant posted it for us but um it looks really good and you know you f- you forget how long she's been in show business she's mm-hmm. 30 now and she started with Barney yeah mm-hmm. she's six very young very young very 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 young so anyway it just shows you know kind of the ups and downs she's just kind of sharing it all and um uh, anyway, it looks good. Grant even thought it looked good. I don't know if you had a chance to watch oh, it, but gosh, um, yeah.
1: yeah, they it, put together a nice little teaser there for you. For well,
2: sure. what about it? Are you guys liking? Well, I think it just seems like it's been done. It's done well. Like she's really laying
1: it out there. Their most their emotional there. side of it that they made yeah. you feel with like the constant flashes of different types of. Emotions that she's feeling makes me wonder, like what what are we gonna learn about this that was really wearing on her? Because that's where I that's what I get on.
2: Yeah, and she was one of the you know most followed people on Instagram, and she was one of the I think the first person where she would just walk away from Instagram for like a year. She did, right? You know, and say I just can't you know can't take it. So anyway, take a look at the trailer. It's not out until November, but it's called My Mind and Me, and it's
3: you know Selena I. Who's, who's the other Lose one you to love me I love that song Demi Lovato so Demi, Demi Lovato. Lovato came out with her kind of docu series or whatever it was and she after her overdose because these two yes yeah, same, same women Disney stars yes they were Disney everything. stars and they're both on Barney yeah and so what Demi Lovato said recently is she wished she was too raw yes. when she did her documentary yeah and, you know, she's gone through a lot of different things mm-hmm. all out loud, yeah. including yelling at, at the, the yogurt, yogurt store top. for yeah. fat-free
2: muffins yeah. or right. yogurt. Yeah, you know that you're at an emotional low point when you just call out a shop in the Valley for
3: selling the fat-free of, you know, Van Nuys and whatever. Seventh Avenue yeah. or something. And then you dig in yeah. and you keep going at yeah. it. So she really just says... I wish I wouldn't have done it so soon. And Selena Gomez seems very healthy. I mean, she's been talking about her mental mental health issues for years, and you know, physical she had a health, the kidney, a kidney a transplant, and a lot going something. on. Yeah.
2: Anyway, in my mind, Donny Osmond knows everybody in Hollywood, and I know he's met Selena. I mean, oh, I, I mean, feel she... like there's nobody he hasn't met in his showbiz career. And I left my mom a message. Whatever you do, make sure you DVR the third hour of the Today Show. Donnie was on the third hour oh, of the Today shoot. Show today with, and everybody, you know, everybody stayed, all four of them Dylan, you know, Al Roker, Hoda, Savannah. They all wanted to be there well, for Donnie. He's amazing. What is, like, why was a neon, you know? Right. Is he promoting? Well, we'll play it. His, okay. You know, because uh, he has had like a, a few month residency at Harrah's. He confirms later in the interview that he's going to be returning as a judge on The Masked Singer. Oh, which I think it will be great. But here's just the beginning of the interview.
4: Our next guest has one of the most accomplished careers in show business spanning six decades.
5: Ladies and gentlemen, Donny Osmond. (laughs) Donny Osmond started out when (laughs) he was just five years old, performing with his older brothers, became a a teenage heartthrob. He's still a heartthrob. Mm -hmm. Uh, Back then, though, he was alongside his sister Marie. That's right. Well, last year, he started a hit solo residency at Harrah's Las Vegas, which has now officially been extended into 2023. Ladies and gentlemen, Donny so so what's the last year been like coming out of the pandemic and crowds coming back how's it been well it's nice to see vegas back alive again because uh, the pandemic really as we all know hit us really really hard but it gave me an opportunity to put this show together which is probably the biggest show i've ever put together because it's all inclusive Mm -hmm. it's my career donnie and marie and the Osmonds, all in one, everything. Everything. I don't know
4: where you get the energy. I'm like looking at this now and I'm tired and you've hit all the genre, you know, on stage, different, you know, the screen, everything. We were kidding with you
2: uh, during commercial break and asking you if you rap and you said you actually do, do a little pop. Well,
5: I came up with this idea. I said, how can I fit six decades of show business in 90 minutes? And I called Raj Kapoor who was my creative director And I said, what do you think about me doing a rap? Kind of like Hamilton. Okay. And he said, Donnie, he started laughing. He said, Donnie, I would pay money to watch Donnie Osmond rap. Which is (laughs) is the point of this. Can you give
4: us a little something something?
5: It all began back in Utah. I was four years old. Started singing with my brothers and the sound was like gold. So my folks took a leap and said, what the hey? We got to get these monsters out to California. And it gets faster (laughs) faster and faster. It goes 10 minutes long and And there's visuals, there's video and everything, and the audience afterwards, they just explode because when I first did it, I thought, oh, this isn't working because everybody's like,
4: well, well, because I couldn't believe it.
5: it (laughs) Because it's so fast. That's probably literally the only thing you had not done up up until that point. You're
3: going to see him. I'm so jealous. I'm
2: taking my mom for her 81st birthday, and we're going on a Saturday night fourth row I'm so gentle wow. wow. I so, so flirt. Ch- and yes. I haven't told my mom that part so I hope she's not listening today but <laughs> I really just hearing Donny's voice he's
3: they're entertainers' he they're is so the he's best. so
2: good he's so so good and he really uh seemed excited that the show's because it was just like an eight month yeah. maybe a thing and I it was one of the hottest tickets. And it was almost sold out. And, you know, yeah. I booked this a couple of weeks ago for, you know. November. No, uh, October. Oh. But it's like, you know like six weeks away, and it was almost sold out.
1: Yeah, they were saying, I read somewhere that it is one of the hottest shows. Shows um, in Vegas. If you've
3: never been, people, there's... We saw him, what did we see? Donny Marie three times at the Flamingo? And and then we saw him here at Target Center. We saw him here. It sounds corny, but honestly, it's a variety show, and he's such
2: a great storyteller, and he takes... um, We don't have to play this part, but he said the other fun part of his show is that he takes... um, audience Uh, audience suggest, you know, requests, right? you know, or whatever. And of course, you know, the only, the song I love the most is, you know, sweet and innocent. Mm -hmm. That was my favorite. And then my my favorite, yeah. And then my favorite, um, Osmond brothers song was I remember the album and they were like on a canoe or something. It was called down by the lazy river. Sure. And they were all like, you Mm -hmm. know, in their matching clothes and, you know, so I think maybe down by the lazy river, but it's, it was all about dying. I would literally put my arms around the speaker and cuddle mm-hmm. it. Oh, mm-hmm. here,
3: here you go. It
1: was sweet and innocent. Oh, yeah.
3: It. Wow.
2: Yeah, it's so high, right? So it's like fun. that one Michael Jackson song. It's like Jackson it's just, 5. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, Grant, thank you so much. Yeah. So, anyway, there's a little... Uh, Little Dante Osman Selena news. We come back, it's time for random thoughts.
0: Julia's random thoughts.
3: He looks like that puppet. I don't know. He's had cheeky implants. It's just random. That's all it is. All right. Well, here's something random. Do you remember? I don't know. We might have talked about this three or four months ago when um we were talking about all Bridgerton the musical and how the mm. two women we're getting sued. We're getting sued by Bridgerton. Um, and it was literally the unofficial Bridgerton, um, by Abigail Barlow and, um, Abigail Barlow and Emily Bear. I like Abigail. Whatever. (laughs) Whatever. I'm starving. So it's affecting how I speak. Um, they won a Grammy for their album for in 2022 best musical theater album. Mm -hmm. And then how the Bridgerton people in Netflix decided to sue them to cease and assist. So this, and here's what they wrote on the musical based on the Netflix that Bridgerton was canceled earlier this week after the streaming giant threatened legal action over copyright. So it is gone. It went viral to sold out audiences for a couple of years, but now it is dead in the water. Mm-hmm. So what is happening Are in the partnering? Twin Cities? The Twin Cities, the Queens ball of Bridgerton immersive experience. You can sign up for the wait list. It is happening. What is going to happen is um, it's going to be you are transported into the Bridgerton experience, kind of like how they did the um, Starry Starry Night, who's Van Gogh experience. Never saw it. We didn't see it. Grant, did you ever see that?
1: I did not go. No, no, no. But it's a secret
3: ball. Um and
1: it's, A secret
2: ball sounds fun. That sounds better than Starry Starry Night on Cement Walls. <laughs> yes. Or whatever
3: that was. I know. <laughs> so here's what it is. It's a glitzy gathering. Um will undoubtedly be the talk of the ton. Lady Whistledon is talking about it. Right. But grass guests are invited. you, you have can to wear get, the gowns? Well here's what you have to do. It's um you don't have to. It's gonna be November through January. Performances Wednesday through Sundays. And at the performance, you can dressing up is highly encouraged but so. not required. Right. Cocktail semi formal formal. Um, bring your royal attitudes. Oh yeah. Um, guests will be transported into England's Regency era London for a live performance by a string quartet. Playing Bridgerton's memorable soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Along with that, you're going to have they're going to do dancing. Experiences. Are they calling this Bridgerton? Or are they going to the get sued? No, it's the Queen Ball, a Bridgerton experience. This is Bridgerton, so they're starting to take advantage of doing things and making money off their brand yeah. outside of watching it on Netflix. Right,
2: right. So you somebody's got to pay for those costumes.
3: Yes, you <laughs> get. You they're going to have drinks. You're going to have photo opportunities. You're going to enjoy a romantic love story. You're going to watch dancing. Music. You're going to see men in breeches and knee socks and buckled shoes. Aerobatic performances, (laughs) interactive (laughs) experiences. The whole thing goes, it's going to be about an hour and 30 minutes. And it's going to be a secret location. And it's, tickets start at $45 if you want to be on the wait list.
2: And if you know the password, it, there's a tunnel that leads to the sex ballroom. Oh,
3: my God.
2: <laughs> masks encourage an <laughs> evening of music and dance. No, I just think of like a sex dungeon, you know, oh, yeah. 1800s party. Mardi parties. Gras
1: masks yes, walking around. Like, yes, that would
3: be fun. It's called the Queens Ball of Bridgerton Experience. Mm-hmm. So if you want to sign up and be on the wait list, just the, Google that today. The
2: password is Dirk. D-I-R-K.
3: Diggler. Diggler. But I think that's kind of fun. That's kind of fun. So they're making, that's the first thing that they're doing. Yeah. Kind of off their, the brand. Okay. Uh, I'm going to take a guess right now and say that. I bet we go. I bet we. I think it'd be fun.
2: If we get invited to go, we'll think about it and then. We'll go, where are we going to get our outfits? Because I feel like you'd want to go to this. uh, You know, like I was so happy last week. I went to the Renaissance Festival, slightly wenchy you know, in my dress. <laughs> so lovely. You know? That's so slightly good Well, because I was a People want to dress up again yes, is basically what you're
3: saying. People are sick
2: of it. And, and that would be a way of like, you know, having,
3: testing out a Halloween costume too. There was <laughs> but one. But it's November through December. Oh, okay. But January.
2: January. there was a, there were a couple of women uh, that I saw at that party I went to that were in their Bridgerton. They, so those wigs and those gowns are yes. available to rent.
3: Yes. If you wanted to go, wouldn't that be a fine night? That would be the way to do it. That would be a blast. Yeah. <laughs> A blast! But speaking about dressing up, um, according to Women's Wear Daily, underwear and push-up bra sales are, are... way up. Mm-hmm. People are done with the lazy sports bra era of the COVID stay-at-home and yeah. the yoga pants. Mm-hmm. After remote working, their underwears and push-up bra sales are way up. If you want to get a beautiful one, allure in a medical. But in first time in years. Customers are really wanting to look good in their clothes again and wanting to bring sexy back, mm-hmm. was the headline in Wall Street Journal, Love actually. it. Love so it. That's very good news. up your game. Mm-hmm. Um, now, um, another big thing that's happening is spiders are multiplying in your home. Spiders are a year-round incident Yeah, in people's houses. I, I
2: think that the spiders like to get
3: it on in the fall it's the or fall. something. <laughs> mm-hmm. They do it's um it's the get down it's mating it. season <laughs> get for down spiders them. your house provides them with a comfortable warm, warm. area to mate <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. female spiders are in your house right now giving off pheromones to attract their male mates really i've always
2: admired some of the female spiders that just eat their mates after they, yeah, they mate you know <laughs> i mean you know that is a badass move right there uh,
0: that's one way to use it and abuse it and yeah. Yeah. hey it's mike and i'm so excited to tell you about factors to Del- Delicious, ready to eat meals. We are all busy, and with Factor, eating fresh, never frozen, chef crafted meals has never been simpler. Two minutes is all you need to heat and eat wherever you are. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals each week.
5: The, for um, with <laughs>
3: Karen Black, Black Widow. Remember the movie? Oh, oh yeah,
1: kinda of, vaguely. Arachnophobia, that one too. Arachnophobia?
3: Yeah, but this one was kinda like a, a whodunit done it. This was thriller. yeah, Yeah, and
2: a woman who was like yes. the killer. Yes, which the the is woman not was the killer uh, the case. Okay. Right. I can't Karen Black was her name, I think. The one that's slightly cross-eyed and sexy? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's who it was. Yeah, you know, um, this for people of a certain age, this conversation? I know right it is. There?
3: <laughs>
1: You know, slightly cross-eyed. But slightly
3: cross-eyed and sexy is a look. It is a look. Um, the Minnesota <laughs> Twins finally own the web domain twins.com. Dot com, yeah. After 25 years of battling with twin brothers Durland and Darvin Miller, because they registered. They Remember when this, okay, so. Grant, we were at Carlson Companies and oh, yeah. people when we, the internet was just starting and stuff, people registered carlsontravel.com. Oh, yeah. And this... we, people were out, remember grabbing as many website domains as right, possible? Right, yeah. If you would like our nipple one, it's bodyperks.com. It's for, I think, $29,000 for us yeah. to get that back now. Wow. But so they registered it in 1995, three years. Before the league claimed MajorLeagueBaseball.com and wow. five years before the league registered I wouldn't know MLB. how much they got paid. I have no idea. But what this does, it's an undis- undisclosed price, Laura.
2: Okay. It leaves
3: only the Giants.com. It's owned by someone else. The Raise.com is owned by um, a Seattle seafood restaurant,
1: mm-hmm.
3: um, Rays Boathouse, which we've been to. $10 million?
1: I. Oh, I would imagine, if not more, probably 15, 10 to 15, probably. Okay. They've got so much money that for that domain, I mean, the guard, this happened recently with two teams when the Washington football team was trying to find their name recently. Some guy in Washington took all the possible names and registered all the domains. Yes. And then he said he would give it to the team if they found the one they liked, but it was definitely kind of a bidding war and... The Cleveland Indians, now the Cleveland the Guardians. Guardians, came up. They named their team the Guardians, but didn't go check to see if Guardians.com was available. In the last year, this happened wow, to them. And wow. so they paid a ton of money to get they that did. back. Okay. Yeah. I kind of like I, that. I, I, do too. I, I mean, like that. this
3: was, member the .com grab, though? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, my god. People gosh. still
1: have it. Like you said, yeah. yours is still for sale, unfortunately. Oh, yes.
3: It is. It is. It is. Okay, this is a good Samaritan story. You went to the drive-thru at Kentucky Fried Chicken. You get out your chicken. Underneath it's an envelope with $543. Wow. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. The woman called the police. And didn't return it. And the manager would have been fired because it was her deposit. Oh, wow. Oh. Isn't that a good story? Yeah.
1: That's nice. Good deeds
3: don't go unnoticed and they noticed the lady and did cool stuff. for well, us. So there good. we go. There you go. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us. This is Lori and Julia. And it's another edition of the LoJ Book Club today. And our book club is sponsored by the Book Club Restaurant. And every time that you go to the Book Club Restaurant in South Minneapolis, and mention Lori and Julia or my talk. I was going to say mouth talk. Lori and Julia or Lori and Julia Book Club. Okay. Okay. Or my talk. Yeah. You get a free dessert or free appetizer with your meal. So, so isn't nice. that awesome? We're going there tomorrow. I can't wait to try out the food. Yeah. It's supposed to be great. And so- our, our book today, yes. we are delighted. Laurel
2: Osterkamp is in studio with us because she lives here in the Twin Cities. And her book is Favorite Daughter. Laurel, thanks for being with yes. us. Much for having me. This is
4: really exciting.
2: Oh my gosh! Well, your book, we really enjoyed it. Yes, and there's like, I didn't read any of the stuff, so I didn't know like who was based on. It. I'm like, why is this giving me feelings of a vanity <laughs> store, a Vanity Fair story that yeah. I read about the friendship between a couple of
4: first mm-hmm. daughters?
2: So, yes. give people the setup of favorite daughter,
4: of course. So, yeah the the idea for the book came from finding out that Ivanka Trump and Chelsea Clinton were friends. And when I first heard about that, I'm like, no way. They're friends, you know, and they're not friends anymore. I've heard they've had a falling out in recent years, which is understandable. But it's also really understandable that they would be friends because, you know, their situations, there's a lot in common there. And so I decided to really explore that. And I love exploring female friendships in my writing. Um, the the premise of the book, it starts with my protagonist, who is not inspired by either of them, and um, her name is Elise. starts She's sitting up in the stacks at Columbia University uh, doing some homework for her women's studies class. And the two most famous students on campus approach, Marina Hunt and Aubrey Adams-Drake. Aubrey is the granddaughter of a former U.S. president and sort of the heir apparent to the biggest political dynasty in the nation. Marina is the daughter of a notorious mob lawyer. She's also been the star of her own reality TV series, which is sort of like a Mm -hmm. gossip girl come to life sort of thing. Um, Anyway, they approach Elise isn't aware of it at the time, but they have this idea that they want to bring her into this scheme where they bring down a professor who is also a sexual predator. Um, Elise is very gifted. She is a reporter for Columbia's, um, newspaper, The Spec. She is very driven. And so they sort of find out about her and target her. And the three of them work together and they form this bond. Marina and Aubrey were already bonded, but then the three of them had this bond and this friendship lasts for years through graduation, uh, through major life events. Mm-hmm. But then, female friendships are complicated and yeah. there are all sorts of conflicts. Eventually, Elise decides to embark on a political career herself.
2: I'm like, don't tell I'm like, don't tell And of course, you know, Berena is obviously Ivanka Trump mm-hmm. and the other one with the three names. What's her name? Aubrey Adam Aubrey. Aubrey, uh, yeah, She's uh, Chelsea Clinton. And the thing that, um, you know, in reading your book, and it is, you know, it's, it's very nuanced and textured and it's, you're getting the friendship, you know, that part of it. But like, you're also really on top of the fact that it is cutthroat politics in the same way that entertainment is cutthroat in presenting public image. Yes.
4: All about the optics. Yeah. I mean, did you do a lot of research for this part of your book or? Yes and no. I mean, a lot of it, I just... I just do all the time. Mm -hmm. I love politics. I love following politics. And so that part just sort of came naturally. But yeah, there was a lot of research as well. Um, But then there was also a lot of imagination involved. I really wanted to explore what it would be like to have this public persona where people think they know you and Mm -hmm. understand you. But then you also have this own, your own like inner journey and and private self that is full of motivations and conflicts that people aren't going to understand. And you also touch on fake relationships. Yes, you do. As (laughs) and
2: Bradley call them, (laughs) publationships. Yes, you do. Which have been part of Hollywood as well as politics for a very long time.
3: Yeah. It's really a juicy read. It's a fun read. and you. you. And you say at the beginning, of course, you know, this is what it's loosely based on, but any similarities, blah, blah, blah. This might be my mom, my aunt, my sister, you know, whatever. You know, it could be any of these things. But just (laughs) the way these women navigate the world and that friendship lasts so long. I mean, when you talk about drawing on your aunts and other friendships, were there any other situations in the book that kind of were like things that might
4: have happened in your life? In my own life? Um, Well... I come from a family of very strong women. Mm -hmm. I've always been taught to be strong myself. Uh, My aunt is big into politics. She runs, she doesn't run campaigns, but she like sort of runs the democratic party in her area of Colorado. Okay, make sure um, you're
2: registered to vote (laughs) people.
4: My mother, I remember and from an early age, she taught me about women's lib and the ERA and, and how to be strong um i have a daughter and i had her in mind she's too young to read it right now but i had her in mind while i was writing it you know like what message i want to impart to her Mm -hmm. about all of that and then publicly also after the 28 midterms you know i was looking for a way to 2018 i'm sorry midterms i was looking for a way to make it inspirational mm-hmm. and, um, and to
2: be and to think about idea of going into politics yeah Elise exactly is, mm-hmm. yeah
4: and and it wasn't always that way the book went through so many mm-hmm. different revisions but <laughs> yes. eventually i'm like yeah she should become a politician herself and so uh, looking at like the squad getting sworn in not that you know yeah i'm always going to agree with everything that they say and do but especially aoc the way she presents herself and the way she can speak honestly mm-hmm. about women and power and you know, it, it just was so like incredible to me. And so yeah, I wanted to write a, a good book to read a fun read.
3: You know, that's something if you're just joining us, Laura Osterkamp, her book is favorite daughter. She's an English teacher in the twin cities as well. And you love writing about writing. That's yes. something I read on your laurel lit.com. <laughs> yes. You do a blog and you said, I love writing about writing. I do.
4: Yes. I, um, you know, I've, I've taught English for so long and many years ago I got the chance to develop a creative writing class and some of my best moments ever have been when something just really clicks with my creative writing students. And so I sort of take that and I think about it and I think about what works and I think about what works for me and I'll write all sorts of different things about writing. And and how's the support from the book been since it came out? You know, it's been great. Um, I I've been amazed at how receptive people have been and how supportive. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's been a very positive experience. Is
2: this your? How many books have you written? I've written quite a few. You have, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, Is some, this your
4: first fiction, or have you no, written other ones? No, no. That we're behind the eight ball. <laughs> I know we are. <laughs> um, some of them were self published. Okay. One of them was um, a Kindle Scout winner many years ago. Amazon did this thing where you could I like, remember that yeah. And yeah you could
2: nominate books that you were downloading on your kindle right that were good yeah and, and
4: word of mouth and all of that so and that was sort of a cool way for people who maybe haven't you know always been lucky to sure, break in sure. so I um, I won that I got to um, and that be- was called The Standout yeah that was published through Kindle Press um, but this is the first book that I had an agent for and that I've you know traditionally published outside of yeah that. And that, so that- well,
3: congratulations
4: no kidding thank you no
3: kidding alright so Laura we have to ask you what is the last great book that you've read okay.
4: okay there are so many to choose from okay but one last great book that I read is called Any Given Tuesday Day by liz smith and it's actually not a novel it's a memoir uh she is a political operative and she wrote oh, this
2: is the young is this the like 28 year old or 38 30, 30, when, when, she, wrote it, when it. she wrote it yeah smith. Liz
4: smith that's l-i-s smith um she was a political operative she still is but she started working in college for john edwards campaign oh, and then fascinating and then she's just like Oh, so many people, Claire McCaskill, Terry McAuliffe, um, Vanity Bear, the one with
2: Olivia Wilde on the cover, did a thing with her. Um, Mm
4: -hmm. Her main claim to fame was running Pete Buttigieg's campaign. Oh, really? And getting, remember how we fell in love with him? Yeah. Yeah. So
2: that doesn't just come because he's great.
4: Yeah, I mean he was—he is great. He is great. But I mean, goes I mean, on
2: about him. He, and, like yeah. a
3: team of people
2: yeah. like, to get that. Any in.
4: given Tuesday, to totally. Yeah.
3: That sounds so good. Yeah. And your book is so good. And well, we wanna thank you. We want to thank you for coming in studio. It's nice to see faces in studio. The book is favorite daughters. We've got two copies of the book. If you give um, Grant a Buzz, at 651 641 1071. And Laurel,
2: where, where should people go if they want to keep up with you? Where you might be doing any book signings?
4: What's the best place? Definitely my website, com. So um, it's just my name, Laurel, and then L-I-T. I mean, it's a, great, a great, name. great name. It's a great thank you. name. It's a
2: good website that you got. We are just awesome. talking about well, that. I
4: appreciate that.
2: Yeah, Laurel, thank you so much for being with us well, today. Thank you. We appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed this latest edition of the Low J Book Club. We'll be right back with Hollywood Speak. Julia, I I don't you know I don't uh, one of the less polite topics of conversation is what well in the last couple of weeks has been
3: was Adam or not, Levine sleeping with no whether or not the oh, last boy.
2: couple of weeks um, oh. remember that just happened yeah. this week is would Queen Elizabeth quote unquote out draw Diana in the funeral viewing business
3: that is a very that's a very hard thing to say out loud. I, I know, but it but feels it, gross.
2: It, but it's been. It ha- has yeah. been talked about. Okay. It's been talked about in uh, different media, okay. you know, different in- British outlets have speculated about it. In fact, uh, the Daily Mail, Daily Fail went so far as to say that she, you know, was going to be like 6 billion viewers or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And. Um, Prince Diana's funeral had higher British TV ratings than Queen Elizabeth II, and I would like you to Hollywood Royal speak that
3: they had already had ten days of mourning and had seen it, and people were burnt out. Yes, but yet over gone. here, there was um, numbers came out yesterday CNN because they did extensive coverage on it nonstop. Their, their ratings went up. Yes, their ratings went up in a younger demo and the crowns. Back on Netflix, season two now is yeah. spiking on Netflix. Mm-hmm. So over here, it has created a yes. lot of new attention. Yeah, yeah. you're
2: absolutely right. It was 11 days of coverage. Straight, nonstop. And a lot of people also watched it from pubs and stuff like yeah. that. And in a movie
3: theater, and yeah. we're there. Right. The British we're there. people were, we're outstanding, there. Yeah. In light, you know, watching the Hearst. Right, think. but
2: I do think that is probably why we did have a lot of Lingering shots on the brothers and on Harry. You know they were wanting to to create drama and and to create some viewership moments. But yeah, ratings wise, yes, Princess Diana.
3: And again, that's because she didn't have this formal procession and everything. And it like was that. sudden
2: and tragic.
3: Y- it was it was hard. we been long... prepared for yes. this, and
2: she had been prepared. Yes, the pageantry was executed quite well, except for a few petty things with yeah. Harry. Okay, here's another one, royal related. Okay, Gail King taking the air out of the uh, royal sales from every British tabloid. This made me mad. She told Extra after uh, Queen Elizabeth's funeral. She said, uh, um, there have been efforts on both
4: sides to.
2: Make this right. We shall see.
3: You know, I don't know what bugged me about that whole cut? Tell me. Is that mean someone talked to her? Oprah? Meghan?
2: Maybe. Harry? Yeah.
3: And, and I think one of the biggest things that's happened between the royal family and Harry and Meghan is a level of distrust.
2: Well, she said... She told, though, she said, I have no inside
3: information on Then why is she even this? saying this? That's like something you and I could say. Yeah,
2: but I will tell you this. It was good to see Harry standing with his family. So she oh. corrected herself
3: oh, good. with extra. Okay, because it sounds like she had this insider thing. Oh, Gail, way to grab a headline. We could have said this. Okay, so exactly. I really was upset. I didn't read the story, and I thought, oh, if someone called her, this is just no. going to make that gap go wider and people are no, no, she it.
2: quickly then told extra "Hi I have
3: no inside information good. yeah we could have said yes that. okay this could be good this could be bad do you truly believe that Megan has asked King Charles III no. For, no. An, for a for, one-on-one meeting no not
2: at all that is just a completely nicely made up story by somebody you know yeah just because they're already back in Montecito right. and I think that She would not. It's Harry that needs to to reach out to his dad. And so I think that's just another way of blaming her yet again for something that she didn't do, you know, to just like pull that story out of there.
3: Harry left the family. Harry Harry left the royal family.
2: Family, because of the time, no one would stand up for his wife, and even Prince Charles' cousin, the one who's related to Oxenberg, she said, Uh, she said, the British press and the royal family have always given new women who come into the family a bad time and a bad time. All of them, and if you even went back historically to Kate, who's with Williams, oh, even before that, and she she did lots, but she said, one of the things that that has been bad on the part of the royal family, is that it had long ago with Queen Elizabeth, after she had to forbade her sister from marrying the man she oh. loved, and then the disastrous be- thing between Charles and Diana and mm-hmm. him not marrying the man he loved, that the royal family has agreed that you shall marry the one whom you love without anyone giving you a bad time about what class. And they gave him a bad time, and they... I'll know that, like, yeah. you're not supposed to deny your
3: true love. You know what I kind mean? Kind of like House of the Dragon. Kind of. Where the king said, please marry for love. Yes. By the way, if you were wondering what disease he's suffering from. I am wondering. It's a form of leprosy. Oh, is that what he it is? He described it to extra entertainment. Tonight. Oh, my. It's a form of leprosy because you would see the spots and... And the leeches come out to suck on the spots and crunch them of down? Course
2: would be the worst way to treat leprosy ever. Mr. Poultice, the, the new guy who's coming in with the poultice, he's got the right idea. If you're already disintegrating, why would you put on leeches so it would suck more blood yeah. out and make the skin more.
3: They didn't know back then, though. Yeah, I know. But there's was not, a long, long time ago. There's a
2: new young guy, though. I saw. Who, yeah, yeah. Okay. Army Hammer's wife extra teased us with this today. It's going to air tonight. Okay. You know, she's never. Spoken. Are they divorced? They, I believe, they are not technically divorced. Okay. that They are not yet. They um, share children. But it's the first time she's ever spoken out about all the accusations that came out about her husband and when he lost all of his jobs and went to rehab and now he's selling timeshares. And they came in, the Cayman. she sat down, and they were together for 10 years. Mm-hmm. And they have the two kids. Yeah. And she said this. This is all they played. We'll have to watch it tonight. She said, I consider myself a feminist and stand in solidarity with anyone who's been a victim. And I hope they find healing. I'm not being here saying, like, my life is amazing because it's been hell for a long time. Wow. There you go. Well, I'll tell you why it's hell. Her kids are seven and five. Mm-hmm. How are you going to explain all this? You know, and then a lot try of to time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of
3: code words. Mm, yes, and yes. hopefully his the rehab is working, mm-hmm. and Dad is learning how to be a normal, you know, mm-hmm. an upright citizen, and mm-hmm. you just time, time.
2: No, I want to watch E tonight. Be I never watch E. They never have
3: scoops. 80. But yeah, E news, they you know? never have anything. I quit watching that so long. When Juliana
2: left, mm-hmm. I know, I know you did. Uh, James Bond producers, oh, Lord. What are they saying? Well, they're talking, they were asked about Idris Elba being the next James Bond. And producer Barbara Broccoli said, we love Idris. And when we cast Bond, it's a 10, 12 year commitment. So he's probably thinking, do I really want that thing? Not everybody wants to do that. It was hard enough getting Daniel to do it. Well, that is a true statement because Daniel complained at the end. Well, he was in his 30s when he started Bond, and 54 when he quit.
3: And how old is uh, nice. Idris? Idris is 50. Yeah, so she's basically saying we're looking for someone younger. Basically. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> mm-hmm. But got... he
1: could do it, though. I mean, Oh, yeah, but, I know, I, but
3: he to me... A, he doesn't want it, and he's, he's told to He's basically putting the words
2: in his own mouth. You You're know? too
3: old. You're too old We don't is want what a 70-year-old saying. Bond. All right, I have one for you. Yeah, I okay, want
1: Miles Teller. Sorry, we're yeah. done. Yeah. No,
3: it's got to be British guy.
1: It has to be British. Well, yes, it's uh, Pierce
2: Brosnan. Was he British? No, Irish. No, Irish. But yeah. it has to be someone with Connery. an accent. He was UK. He was UK. Is he UK? I yeah. think yes. That's okay, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right.
3: Okay. Real Housewives of Salt Lake Meredith Marks shocked by Jen Shah's guilty plea, but says it's not my job to sentence her.
2: Oh, oh Meredith.
3: What? She, what is that? Okay. Talking out two sides. Yes, that is what I'm Meredith shocked, is doing. but yet I can't judge. Yeah. What is that? Well, her big lips, her new, new, oversized big lips did Meredith do not lips? allow her to talk. Mm-mm. And the filler under her eye. Remember? She already had so much filler how in her lips. She changed her look yeah, so I know. dramatically. You yeah. think, who is this stranger that used to be?
2: You know who I'm going to miss on uh, Salt Lake City? Mary Cosby. I
3: think she might come back.
2: Uh, yeah, she should. I think she might come back. Yeah, no, I gotta, I, I, I need that Mary. I've just never seen anybody like her on The Real Housewives. <laughs> mm, really. Um, Drew Barrymore, she and, uh, you know, what's her sidekick? We're talking about. Ross. Um, Ross, we're talking about Andrew Garfield had recently revealed that he was celibate for half a year. For a movie role? Maybe. I thought it was for a movie Yeah, role. maybe. Yeah and uh going all method going all method and he looks so cute and anyway she she said to him well what's wrong with me that six month doesn't seem like a very long time <laughs> i could go for years
3: she without hasn't sex. she hasn't had sex since her divorce with will copperman
2: oh no
3: i don't think so really i don't think so olive and frankie and her talk show she doesn't seem like it's right. it's wow. important to her at this point in her life all right okay. i think it was- i was hoping she was kidding Oh, I don't know. I don't <laughs> I I feel like that's a true All right. statement. All right, we'll be back. Stay with us.